It's old men in sweats. Old men in sweats. Oh, yeah. Dazzling, stimulating. And you guys are styling, smiling, profiling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very dear Tommy T. Let's go, let's go. It's old men in sweats. Old men in sweats. Three, two, one. Old Men and Sweats, Barry D and Tommy T here, and welcome to our weekly video podcast, Just Sweat Baby. And the man over to this, which way do I think, or that way to me, who needs no introduction in the civilized world, is Tommy T. <laughs> I'm Barry D, and so here we go. This is our hot topic hit list for today. The NFL Championship, we're going to do a recap, Green Bay versus TB. Bills versus KC, and we're going to talk to young coaches versus the old coaches, old school coaches, decisions that were made or weren't made. And then we're going to go to Deshaun Watson. Could this be the biggest trade in NFL history? Possibly. And then we're going to go to a little more somber subject. We're going to talk about one year removed um, from the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter. January 26th. We loved him. We'll talk about him briefly. And the other people in in the helicopter. I mean, we have to talk about that. It's a a subject that is uh, close to our heart and just close to everyone's heart. We're going to discuss that. But first things first here, T, I'll I'll let you start off with the NFL championship, the young coaches, old coaches, the calls, et cetera, et cetera. Go ahead. Barry D, how you doing, buddy? Good, I'm, man. Good, I'm good. In, I'm, in my, I'm in my kitchen here in, uh, in Vegas. I like, like it. You know, and it's funny because you and I, we've been doing this in some form, talking sports for 35 years. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about, <laughs> we've been talking about these games for 35 years. Nothing's changed. And we've I'm not done. tired about it either. No, I'm just no, so excited. I feel, like, I feel like I'm just getting started. We've done it in, <laughs> in the same room. We've done it in the same bar. We've done it in the car. We've done it. Like we talk sports, all we do is talk sports. I love it. I all love over, it. You know, yeah. so so we do. Here we are. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm gonna start. I'm gonna come after Matt Lafleur of the Packers. I I I know that he went 13 and three his first two seasons. Both seasons 13 and three. He's made it to the NFC Championship game in both seasons. I lost all respect for him. I don't care. I don't care that he's done a great job, and I don't care that it's a cheap shot to sit here and talk about it after the fact. I know it's a cheap shot. Who cares? I don't, if, you, if you got a problem with it, too bad, because you don't go for it on fourth down. You, you kick the field goal, and you give Brady the ball back, and you say, oh, we still have a two-point. No, we still have the two-minute timeout, and we still have three timeouts. We have a chance. You only have one chance to stop him. If he gets one first down, the game's over. That's that's where you brought your game down to. You brought the game down to, okay, we're going to stop Brady from getting a first down, and we're going to get the ball back. And, and where you, you got Rodgers. And you got Aaron Rodgers. But, Barry, where are you going to get the ball back? You're gonna, they're going to punt. You're going to get the ball back on your own 35, 40-yard line. You still got to go 65 yards for that touchdown. Instead, you got Aaron Rodgers. You got fourth down on the eight-yard line. And I know Rodgers didn't make the right decisions in the previous plays. It doesn't matter. He's the player. He's making plays. So he could have run the ball. He could have got in the end zone. He could have got to the two or the three. Maybe maybe it would have opened up a couple more plays. Maybe mm-hmm. it would have, if they got to the two, maybe there would have been a run threat or, you know, or, or one of those handoff mm-hmm. threats. Or, or, you know, could have opened up more plays and maybe LaFleur would have gone for it then still. There's no way you kick the field goal and you give the ball back to Brady. You don't do that. And, 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 and wait, did they only have like one timeout? 
No, they had three timeouts. They had three, but it doesn't, but it doesn't make any difference. Uh, if he gets right. a first down, if he gets it doesn't first matter. Down, it doesn't he, matter. He, yeah, timeout, timeout, it's over. over. Yeah, the game's over. So it, it was a terrible call, and I lost all respect for that guy. And the other thing is, he's a young guy. He's supposed to be the guy that that's up state of the art. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Give me a break. Andy Reid and, and Bruce Arians are both in their sixties. Right, they both have they both have had health problems. That's how that's why Bruce Arians left the Arizona job. Bruce Arians goes for it on fourth down with ten seconds left in the first half. Has one more play, hits Scotty Miller for a long touchdown pass. He goes for it. Andy Reid in the other game just goes for it. Just goes for it. Yeah. Goes for it. I know he's got the best offense. I know he's got the best quarterback. He just goes for it. And what does the other young coach do? Sean McDermott. Kicks three field goals. These guys, here's the thing. So I want to ask you, let me ask you real quick here. I I just want to kind of try to get in, in LaFleur's mind. Okay. I'm, I'm, let me just set this up. I'm on the eight yard line. I've got Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I've got Devontae Adams. I got that tight end. I think um, the, the running back was out at that time. What's his face? Aaron Jones? Uh, yeah, I think he got hurt. I think he was out maybe at that time. But forget about that. I'm down by eight points. I've got those Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. I got the tight end. I'm down there. Regardless of what Aaron Rodgers was thinking in his head, that, that the coach was going to let him go for fourth, and maybe that's why he didn't run on third. Why are you kicking a field goal when you're down by eight, and the which still goal- makes you down by five? Yeah, the field goal doesn't help you. You no. still got to get the touchdown. Field goal does nothing for you. I I, I just cannot. I, I I get upset because I like these guys make money. They make money making decisions. Okay, it, it, it's like me sitting here with you and not putting the record button on. I mean, I'm supposed yeah. to make that decision. Would, I mean, you would record never do it. That. It's you like do that. <laughs> come on, you know. So this guy, like he, it's like I just don't understand that decision at that point of the game under those circumstances, down by eight. You still are going to have to get six. There's no six pointer unless it's a TD. And what if this? And what if this? What if you miss it? You don't get the TD. You're still down by eight. But they got the ball on the eight. What if you get a turnover? What if you they got a short? You're going to you maybe will get the short. What if you make the punt? What if you make the punt? You get the ball on the fifty or the the forty-five. It's it's a lot different. Matt Lafleur is not a great coach. I, I Again, a cheap shot. He's not a great coach because he blew it. And next year, he's going to come back. And if he goes for every fourth down, he still blew it. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't respect him. I know he doesn't. I, I don't even think Aaron Rodgers ever loved LaFleur. I don't think they ever really hit it off, even though they've done well together. There's always something about the two. There's no way that Rodgers respects him. And and I would and I'll bet you any money Rodgers wouldn't mind getting traded to San Francisco now, which he should have gone to San Francisco 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, he wouldn't mind getting out of there because he's got a coach that took the collar, choked off that game, and and they didn't play a great game. They certainly didn't play a great game. No. But the other thing is they gave up that touchdown. At the end of the first half, how come they weren't in a cover two zone? Did you see Terry Bradshaw at the halftime? Did you see how, like, beside him? How do you give up that play with 10 seconds left in the first half? 
that was a poorly coached game by Green Bay all around, and that's why they lost. Well, and you're right. And I think, I think like Favre, who went to my Vikings, I think this is for our friend Billy uh, out there. I think Rodgers is, is out to the left, to the left. To the left. I think he's, I think he's out. He's okay. gone. He's going. Okay. And you know what? He doesn't have to respect uh, LaFleur. The coach has to respect him. I, I, Rodgers has a little more clout in this game than him. And, well, and uh, you, if, he, if, he could, if he could figure out the math and tell me why the three makes it five and you give it back – because what your defense is playing so great. Well, Brady had three picks, but but a lot of there were a couple of deflections, but they were still winning. They actually scored how many points in a row? They were like dominating in the second half. So what's well, he talking well, about? Tampa scored. Tampa scored thirty-one points. Yeah, the Green Bay's defense didn't play a great game. They didn't really get after Brady. They didn't put any pressure on him. It's you know, and the other game, you know, the the Kansas City Buffalo game. Sean McDermott has done an excellent job with the yeah. Bills. He's turned that yeah. team around. They've gotten better and better each year. Yeah. Third time he's made the playoffs. What did, what did McDermott do? He's playing Mahomes. He's not just playing Mahomes. He's playing Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, yep. Cole Hardman. <laughs> that guy, McCole Hardman, is like Tyreek 2.0. That guy's great. He's playing all that talent. Not only that, but he's playing against Andy Reid, who's one of the best coaches in football. He's playing against Biennemi, who's an excellent offensive coordinator. Unbelievable. All of that. And what does he do? He kicks three field goals. You're never going to beat Mahomes and Andy Reid and company kicking field goals. He should have gone for it every time. And if he came up empty, he came up empty. That's just the way it goes. But kicking the three field goals gets you nothing. Nothing. And he said, I wanted the points before the half. That was his comment. Oh, I wanted the points before the half. Those points give you, get you nothing. Mahomes can score in 50 seconds. Mm -hmm. He gets the ball. One pass to McCall Hardman, 65 yards on the left sideline. Another pass to Travis Kelsey, dives in the end zone, 35 seconds. Those three points get you nothing. I don't care. These coaches that get conservative in the playoffs, they're never going to win. Sean McDermott will never beat Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game because he doesn't go for it. Well, you, no, you're right. And it's like, you, we don't, you don't have to watch a lot of film. You don't have to be in the film room forever to understand on the road in KC against them, you're going to need TDs, not field goals. I, I mean, I mean, come on. Anyone could tell you that I could grab my little sister and, and, and she would go uh, tell her about it. And she'd go, yeah, that makes sense. You know, like, like again, well, the last game, but maybe he was thinking the last game against Lamar Jackson, which we covered, it was three wow. to three at halftime. And wow. you said it was watching a Bob Ross painting, right? A Bob yeah. Ross episode. It was a boring game. Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill are not Lamar Jackson and his receiving core. What is, I mean, you're not, you, you can't kick a field goal. No. You got to go for fourth down. Anytime you get on their side of the field, you got to go for fourth down inside of five, six yards. You got to go for it every single time. All right, and I want to close with this because I want to ask you this. So, do you think the old school coaches, it seems like they made the right decisions, and the new school, younger guys, didn't make the right decisions? I mean, right, and that's what we're talking about here. And it's interesting because usually the young guys are the gunslingers, and the old guys are conservative. The young guys get credit for that, but that's that's not reality. That's just a narrative. That's a narrative that comes over this. Listen, Bill Parcells is an oldest school coach ever. He yep. always went for it on fourth down. 
The Giants against the Bills, I think this is the 25-year anniversary. The Giants against the Bills, and Rose 1991. Bowl? No, the, it's a 20-year anniversary. The Rose the Giants, Bowl. Not no? the Rose Bowl. The, the, no, the second one in Tampa. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. The, the Giants against the Bills in Tampa when Bill Parcells got the second-half kickoff and he had a 12-minute or 11-minute drive for a touchdown. The Giants were down at halftime by one or two points. He got the second-half kickoff. He had a he had a 12-minute drive for a touchdown yeah. in the third quarter. And I remember the, the commentator, I think it was Dan Deardorff, he said, that's, the, that's one of the best drives I've ever seen in my life. The Giants went for it on fourth down three times. So the, the, narrative is, the narrative is, is baloney. It's baloney. It's baloney. Matt LaFleur, it's Matt LaFleur, it's baloney. Sean McDermott, it's baloney. The, the, it's not about who's young and who's old. Yeah. It's about who's a good coach. Andy Reid's a better coach. Bruce Arian outcoached Matt LaFleur. He's a better coach. That's it. Who cares about your age? Yeah. But I, I like I love giving the old guys props because it's just hilarious. It's like, and to me, it's, I, you know, I'm not a coach, okay? But to me, those two scenarios, you know, the field goals in the Buffalo game and then and then the, the Rodgers thing, uh, going for that field goal, to me, it's logic. I mean, it's math too. It's it's like let's let, let's figure out how much a play is worth. Is a touchdown worth this? Is it? I mean, I just don't understand. I'm like, well, that's that's the other thing. That's the other thing is is if you break it down analytically, simple math. There's there's no there's no reasoning. There's no math supports your decision to kick the field goal from the eight yard line. No math because you know you're, you're if your claim is well, I had three timeouts plus a two minute warning. Well, that doesn't get you anything. No. That gets you. You you still have to stop him. You have he has to go three and out. I mean, he even if to, you're right, he has to even, go three and out because you're going to call timeout, timeout, and then you're going to get the ball back. Well, possibly one time. That doesn't get you anything. And and even if I could go back to college, my days at St. John Fisher College in Rochester, which was right next door to where Jeff Van Gundy went to school at Nazareth College. And we used to whip Nazareth College all the time and everything. And, and just to give you a little th- uh, insight there. But if I could, even if I went back to St. John Fisher College and started doing derivatives again in my math class, I, 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 I wouldn't come up with any different answer. I, no, I, I, I could never do a derivative again. I can't no. remember what the heck and it was, but I don't know. Listen, if, if Matt LaFleur happened to be sitting here listening to us or watching us right now, yeah. he would he would say, he would say, Tommy T is a jerk off. I yeah. he would say I hate that guy. I understand. Okay. Yeah, you know, right. Obnoxious. I understand. He would say that guy. I hate that guy. He's not gonna. He's gonna get in the car. He's gonna drive to the store to get something, and he's gonna think uh, that idiot was right. Like that. He, he's right. I totally blew that. You know, I should have gone you know. for it. Yeah. So I just want to before we get to the the Deshaun Watson, which is coming up right now about the NFL trade. I want to ask you really quickly about uh, coaching changes. I just want to ask you about Eric uh, Bieniemy because I think it's well, it's kind of ridiculous. He got over. Well, you know, first of all, I don't know why he's considered the next coaching star. You know, I, I don't I don't know where it comes from. They say, oh, Bienemy, he's he keeps getting passed over. He should be getting a job. I don't know. I don't know what assistant coach does what or who's the next up and coming guy. I can't really tell. Bienemy doesn't call the plays. Andy Reid does, even though Bienemy has the title of offensive coordinator. But Doug Peterson, the coach who just got fired in Philly. He didn't call the plays for Kansas City either. Andy Reid did, but they got him the job. You know, Nick Sirianni, the coach that Philly hired to replace Doug Peterson, he was the offensive coordinator at Indianapolis. He didn't call the plays either. 
So it looks like it looks like Biennemi got passed over again. And I, and, I, and I will say this about Biennemi. I don't know much about him as a coach, but he did. they did ask him this past week, they asked him about what it feels like to keep getting passed over for these mm-hmm. jobs. Biennemi said, I don't know anything about that. All I know is that I'm the coach of this team, and today we practiced and we got better. And tomorrow we're going to get better again. Now, that's, that's the kind of coach I want. That, 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 that guy... He cut right to the core of that question that he got from that reporter, and he made it all about his team now. He was focused now. That was the best answer that I've heard by any coach right now about about getting passed over for a job or whatever. So that tells me right there, that little quote tells me that he is the guy for the job. And what ended up happening, they picked – Atlanta picked Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. Smith, who's that? Uh, uh, the Chargers chose Brandon Staley, the defensive coordinator for the Rams. Only one year defensive coordinator did a good job. Brandon, they had Staley, a lot of guys though too. <laughs> I could probably yeah. coach the Rams defense. Yeah, yeah. With Jalen Ramsey, yeah. Okay, so um, Philly picked Nick Sirianni. Never heard of him. Yeah, uh, Paisan, but never heard of him. Yeah. The uh, the Lions picked Dan Campbell. Now I heard of him. Yeah, I never. I, I don't. Dan Campbell. What? I, I, and then the last one is Houston picked David Cully. I never heard his name before. So and I, the Jags and the Jags took uh, Meyer. Well, they picked Meyer. That's different. That was yeah. that was a big yeah. hire. I understand yeah. that one. Yeah. But these teams, and then one of the rationale or or one of the reasonings that I've heard for um, the enemy getting passed over continually is that Kansas City is in the Super Bowl, and teams don't want to wait. You mean to tell me that you oh, can't come wait? On. You can't wait three weeks to get your head coach. I guess that the Chargers jumped on Brandon Staley because they didn't want to wait to interview the other remaining coaches. That's why, you know, Atlanta, they picked Arthur Smith as soon as Tennessee lost. You don't want to wait. You don't want to, you don't want to put the enemy up against Arthur Smith. You don't want to put the enemy up against Brandon Staley. Yeah. Well, the, those, are, those, 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 those guys that don't want to wait are the same guys that will drink barefoot wine over Gaia Barbaresco. Yeah. You got away. You got away. I mean, that's yeah. how it works. Okay. Waiting is good. Brings but good Barry, things. The Super Bowl's next week. So, well, Biennemi, whether they win or lose, Biennemi's going to be free next week to yep. come in for interviews. You mean, you mean the, the, the Texans who stink, oh. the Lions who stink, but the Falcons are awful. You yeah. mean to tell me that they couldn't wait three or four weeks <laughs> to say, listen, let me get the right guy? Awful. And they're like, Dang. oh, I got Arthur Smith. I'm, I'll tell ridiculous. you this now, Barry. Barry, Arthur Smith's not the right guy. No. Dan Campbell's not the right guy. It's Brandon Staley. All those teams are going to be looking for coaches again in three years. They're all going. They're not the. Get out of here. All right. So the, you you mentioned the Texans. So do you do you, um eat quiche? You ever eat I, quiche? You eat quiche? I don't. I, I had quiche a long time ago. I can't. What quiche? Are you kidding? Where'd you get no. that? No. I got some pepper in there, some sauces. I, I, yes, I sometimes I you know if I don't want a regular egg, I eat a quiche, and they say quiche is for men too, and I you know it's a good thing. But I like the best thing I like is my bagel, but I had to have some quiche here. Okay, anyway, yeah, you were, last last week I liked the the bagel berry. We forgot about bagel berry. Bagel berry. Bagel so berry. okay, so now let's get into. I mean, set my clock here. Let's get into now. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson and the trade that is going to happen. 
And will this be the largest, biggest trade in, in NFL yeah. history? Go ahead, Tommy. Yeah, I, I, well, I guess that I guess that there hasn't been a 25-year-old superstar traded um, at, right after signing his mega contract like Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the NFL. Has been. He was. Uh, he was at Clemson. The last two years at Clemson, he was the best quarterback in college. Yeah. And and his Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney said when he was coming out of college, "Don't pass on this guy. If you do, you're passing on Michael Jordan." That's who we compared him to. And then, and then what did the, the Chicago Bears do? They drafted Mitch Trubisky. And they traded up to get Mitch Trubisky. I don't even well, know. Well, you think they passed on him because the ACL? No. Because he tore that ACL? The ACL no. They, it was, well, the ACL happened in, in the NFL. But he didn't, he, didn't, he twist, didn't he do something in college too, though? No, he never I thought he, I thought he tore it, I think, twice. No, it was in the NFL. I know he did right. in the NFL. <laughs> Yeah, tear it in uh in uh in because he was wearing a brace on one knee of Don Joy in Clemson. I don't know. Well, anyway. if, he did, if he did, if he did, he tore it before the last two years because the last two years he played Alabama in the finals. Yeah, he did. The, he, one, year, was... he, one year he one year he lost. The next year he beat him. Okay, you know, I got you. So, you know, so I, I I don't know. I mean, they're they're gonna you know he doesn't want to play there anymore, and I don't I don't blame him because they they had Bill O'Brien running that show, right. and this is another guy. What, what, what I mean, how, they, they haven't had a first round draft choice in like three years. He, he he traded one to Miami for Laramie Tunsil, the tackle, who's a good player. He's good, he yeah. traded away DeAndre Hopkins Oof. for Johnson Co- in a second round. That was the worst trade ever. That was like a cup ever. of coffee and a, and, and a donut. Stupid, you know. And and um and Deshaun trade. Watson didn't didn't say anything about that trade at the time. He he was pretty cool about it at the time, you know. He hasn't really said much. I mean, we heard he wants to get traded, but he hasn't said it. We just they say sources. So we don't. I don't know if it's true that he wants to get traded. Like, My guess well, yeah. is he he probably does, but um. And then people are talking about what what you're going to trade for him. If they trade him, the only thing they're going to get back are draft choices. They don't want Carson Wentz. They don't want mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. They don't want another quarterback. Mm-hmm. They want they want picks. They want to pick. They want to take that. So, so what's it going to cost? It's going to cost three first rounders and, and 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 more. It's it's going to cost. Yeah, it's probably going to cost three first rounders more, which is worth it. Listen, is it though? Yeah, listen, I'm, I'll give you my first round of the next three years, and you give me Deshaun Watson. It, it's that simple. It's worth it. Because those three first rounders, right? That's true. Are you guaranteed to get three great players? No. Are you guaranteed to get a great quarterback? No. And that's why earlier in the year, when um, the last game of the year, when the Eagles, when they lost that, that last game on purpose against the Washington football team, and they improved their draft slot instead of the ninth pick they, they had the sixth pick because they lost that game okay they improved it by three three spots the eagles aren't going to pick a better player in six than they would have at nine they wouldn't yeah. have picked they don't pick a good player in any spot so you think it's like three i, I got trying to wrap my head around this it's three first rounders possibly you know they'll throw in a quarterback but no one really cares about that no, they're not gonna, they're not going to throw in a quarterback because because houston doesn't want the salary they don't want they don't want someone that. You're right. Comes they don't want that. Price tag. They okay. just want. They just want the draft choices. That's okay, all so it's going to be. So let's say he goes to the Jets. Okay, and the Jets give up three picks. Uh, that means the Jets will not get 
um, the receiver from Alabama or whoever they're thinking about. And, and the next two, they won't get, and then they get Deshaun Watson and then they get a big contract like the Vikings have with cousins. And then they have no cap to get anyone else. Like, well, again, are we going cap. back into that quandrum, no, no, that craziness? Well, did you see, I looked at Deshaun Watson's contract this coming year. He's going to be 15 million against the cap. Next year, he's going to be 30 million. 30. No, next year, he's going to be 30. Then we have to have, they're going to have cap room. The Jets have, the Jets have almost $100 million Do of cap space. Right. Yeah, they're going to have cap space. And the other thing is, you want, I didn't know you want to spend your cap money on just Deshaun Watson. Put it there. Yeah, you're right. There. And, you know, the, the Jets, the, the Jets are going to, the Jets got Sam Darnold. They'll trade him to someone else to get something. for a, a second or third round pick, right? They'll mm-hmm. get something for him, and they're going to have to get wide receivers. They're going to have to draft wide receivers and running mm-hmm. backs. They picked Mekhi Becton last year, that gigantic offensive tackle. Yeah, the Jets are a perfect spot for him. Trade three first-round draft choices and probably a couple more. Probably a third-rounder, mm-hmm. you know, probably a couple more. Third you trade him, get five draft choices. Now, now Houston gets all that draft capital, and mm-hmm. they're going to screw it up because they're oh, Houston. Yeah. They're going to yeah. screw it up because they screwed up Deshaun Watson. You know, Deshaun Watson's a good guy. You know, when Deshaun Watson first got there during training camp, he took his bonus check, 20-something thousand dollars, and he walked into the cafeteria and he gave it to all the cafeteria workers on the in the Houston facility. Deshaun Watson is very involved in the Houston community. He's very generous. They screwed that up. So they can get all five – they can get five draft picks for him. They're not going to rebuild their team and have a great team. They'll find a way to screw it up because some teams are just screw-ups. That's just what they are. <laughs> well, what do you always say? It's stupid. It's stupid. It's, it's stupid. stupid. Yeah. So, okay, so the Jets have are probably the, the clear favorite because they got a lot of cap. They got a cap the, space. But the other thing is the Jets signed Robert Sala. Now, we were talking yeah, about like that guy. That now, Robert Sala is different. Robert Sala, he's – he comes with a lot of gravitas. I mean, yeah, he's I got that guy. he's got that personality. Yeah. He's, they people love him, and I know Deshaun Watson loved him. These players, they know all the coaches. They know all these yeah, coaches. Sure. Deshaun Watson wanted him in Houston, and they didn't get him. Right? The Jets yeah. grabbed him. Deshaun Watson wants to go to New York. I know the Jets are a joke too. You know, I, I I've said it before that the Jets. The, the, the most famous player for the Jets is still Joe Namath. They never replaced him as the face of the franchise. 1969 Super Bowl win. I mean, I mean, he does those, he does, you see him out there. He does those commercials at like two o'clock in the morning where he's yeah, selling the, life insurance. The life insurance says, or, the, gar- or the mortgage on he, the house. And he says, he says, I guarantee it. Yeah, he I says, like that. He yeah. says, you'll be happy with this life. I guarantee it. Because that's what he did in 1969, right? Yeah, the, the Jets have never replaced him. So the Jets. Listen, who, so tell me, tell me the other teams that are in the running here. The Dolphins, Jets, Dolphins. Well, San uh, Francisco, Redskins, San Francisco, Redskins. Washington football team, possibly. Or right, yeah, Washington you know, football because, team. Sorry, because of, because of Ron Rivera. You know, I don't know. The other thing is this, Barry. No one's ever said anything. Like, there's no, there's nothing real that's come out about this. Deshaun Watson hasn't come out and said, "Look, I want to go to the Jets. I want to go here." People are saying the Jets are his number one choice. Miami's number two. Like, you know, I mean, we yes, have no idea. Yeah. Well, the sources is always a funny thing. I mean, me, me and you got sources. I got sources. I got sources at Golden Corral. I got sources at the Senior Rec yeah. Center. I got sources, yeah. uh, you know, I got sources at the, the, the got, Gentleman's Club. Trader, I mean, yeah. Trader sources. Joe. My, yeah, my yeah. best source is the guy Trader Joe's. Yeah, the guy in the produce department. Yeah, yeah he, he told us everything. He, he, 
He said, he said, I heard, he goes, I heard the Vikings are interested in Deshaun Watson. I thought, yeah, yeah, my story. He yeah. likes the Vikings. Yeah, yeah big Viking fan. Yeah. So, you know, and that guy, the coach um, that was San Fran's defensive coach that went to the Jets, that guy, what's his name, Scala? Robert Sala. I like Robert that guy. Sala. You know, that guy reminds me, he's like, remember back in the days when we would go to the YMCA in Rome? And we go in the weight room. Remember that weight room? There's 50 guys in that little weight room. Yeah. In Rome, yeah, yeah. In, in Rome YMCA. And that one guy, remember Zerba? Jimmy Zerba. Jimmy Zerba, who played Zerba. professionally, no? Did he play? Well, he uh, was in camp with the Redskins at the time in the 70s. He was oh. in camp with the Redskins and the Eagles. Yes. Yeah, Jimmy so, Zerba. So, so that coach reminds me of Zerba. It, like, and, I, you know, I don't know if Zerba was doing this, but he, he reminds me, you know, and this is a, j- a joke, you know, but he reminds me of like one of those guys, those guys that really freaking lift weights, like, I, I, like really get in there, heavy weight, maybe on a little, you know, steroids. I don't know, but just, he just like, he's like got so much energy, that guy. And that's what Zerba was like. He just would sit there, pump, pump, pump. Yeah. Well, guys, well, like, Sala, I love that guy. Salah is a great leader. The Jets got a great head coach. I think that he's one of the good good choices for head coach. I told you right now, all those other guys, Staley, Campbell, yeah. Sirianni, uh, Arthur Smith, Cully. Uh, uh, so get out of here. Yeah. So, the, the, so that trade, you know, he's going to get traded. He's got the, the no trade clause. He's going to go, and I think you're right, the Jets probably – would work out the best. I think, the, you know, in Houston, like you said, they'll mess it up or whatever. But, you know, it still won't be the biggest trade. Wasn't the Vikings, Herschel Walker, Dallas the biggest trade? Well, that was that was the biggest package that they got back. They got yeah. multiple draft choices back. Uh, but there's been bigger trades. There was a player There was a player back in the 40s or 50s that got traded for an entire team. There was a running back for the Rams – he got traded to the Chicago Cardinals. People don't realize that the car, the, the, the yeah, Chicago, there's a team called the Chicago Cardinals, I think. Yeah. We could Google this later, but I think they traded their entire team for, for one guy? For a running back, this big running back. I forget his name. Big running back from the, yeah, they traded the whole team. Well, we'll, so, we'll, we'll, we'll touch we'll on that. that up. We'll touch on that next week. We'll look it up. But the Vikings, you know, that trade is 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 close to my heart. The timer's up, but because you know, basically the Vikings gave the Cowboys their Super Bowls in the nineties. I mean, yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, well, that 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 trade got a it got a lot of notoriety. But but if you cut through all the picks that the Cowboys made with those draft choices, it wasn't that great. I mean they they already had they already had Troy Aikman. Yeah, they, they had already Troy. had. They already had Michael Irvin before they got there. They already had Mike Tuane. They already had Nate Newton before they got there. They already had a lot of that offense before Jimmy Johnson even got there. Yeah. People don't realize that, right? Yeah. Well, no, Aikman was the number one pick. Jimmy Johnson made Aikman a yeah, number one then, pick. But, but yeah. that wasn't in the trade. Like That was the number one pick. That, that That's when Jimmy Johnson got there with the number one pick. They with their pick. pick, yeah. With their, they picked yeah. Aikman. But but then then the then uh, you know after they made the Herschel Walker trade the next year the Cowboys picked Russell Maryland number one yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not that good they picked no. um they picked one of those defensive backs like Kevin Smith or Larry Brown or one of those picks it was all Larry right Brown, Larry Brown I think yeah, Larry was, Brown yeah. so so I mean the Cowboys you know the Cowboys had a ton of draft picks and they picked a ton of players but it wasn't like. They, they they didn't grab a bunch of all pros with those picks that the Vikings yeah. gave them. It, it makes me feel years, better. Over years, that's like like you know that's a myth. Like so one of those. Well, the Viking fans, where, the Viking fans like to say that because it, it gives us a good excuse. You know, like we could say, you know, 
we helped them and they won the Super Bowls. It makes us feel better that we, we yeah, I don't know. haven't done I don't anything. Know how that you know. would, yeah. All right, so now the next thing, we're going we're gonna to change gears a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, Kobe Bryant. And, you know, yeah. it's a year-ish. Well, Kobe, Kobe passed death. away January 26th last year. And, and this year, you know, I woke up and I saw the Kobe tributes. And, um, of course, you know, we were in L.A. for Kobe's entire career. You know, and I always, yeah. you know, I tell my son, my son's 19 now, and he loves Kobe too. But I tell my son, I think that I've seen every one of Kobe's games, either in person at Staples Center, which we went to multiple games, yeah. or, of course, I've watched them all on television, sure. you know. And, uh, you know, so I, I watched every Kobe game. We love Kobe from day one, yeah. you know, and, and, um, and it's funny now because it's, you know, it affects everybody. All, everyone loves Kobe, but everybody didn't love Kobe when he played. Kobe no. wasn't a beloved player, you know, he was yeah. a, a, around, the, around the league. Kobe wasn't beloved. In fact, there was that whole narrative about him that players didn't want to play with him. He was difficult to play with. He ran Shaq off, which we never believed. Yeah. You know, you know I, I always felt like Kobe got sort of a bad rap when he For was the, younger, yeah, so. even though he's a, he was a hard guy, you know, and he was a hard worker and he demanded a lot. But I always thought that he got a bad rap. You and I met him in 1997 in Madison Square Garden when we were doing yeah. the sports jerks, we interviewed him and he was just a, he was just, you know, like a, a nice kid. Yeah. He was 19 years old, right? He was, he was a friendly, nice, unassuming kid when we met him it was. and he was very nice to us. Right. But um, the, the, the thing, the thing that, that strikes me the most about Kobe now is the effect that he has on today's players. I, I see I see them all doing Kobe. Like they're all, they mm -hmm. all do that, those moves that Kobe did with the, the pump fakes and the step throughs and, you know, and, um, you know, like everyone's got the whole wide variety of shots like Kobe has. That wasn't the case before Kobe. I think Kobe's affected the game today maybe more than any other player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you're right. There was a lot of talk, obviously, about him not people not liking him as a player. But I just think because he was, he was, he's a certain type of guy. He was demanding. He was a perfectionist, and you know. But I don't really blame him for being that way. There's some guys that are that way. That's how they motivate themselves. That's how they play. That's how they do their job. And there's other guys that you know take it a little less seriously, and they could still be really good players. But he well, that was Shaq. like that. Yeah, and that's how that Shaq was. Shaq. was. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so you put yeah. those two guys together, and it's like it's like oil and water, maybe, you know. But you, ha I, I think as as it, you know, Shaq made understand over the years that you know everybody's different. He was that way, but if he wasn't that way, Kobe, he wouldn't have been Kobe, and and it wouldn't have worked. The, the, how the success oh, they had. Well, that's so, why. You know, that's why Shaq grew to love him. You know, yeah. even even before yeah. Kobe passed away. Yep. You know, Shaq, there was a lot of love between Shaq and Kobe because Shaq understood later what Kobe was about, what Kobe was trying to do. Kobe maybe wasn't as understanding of Shaq. I mean, Shaq used to play himself into shape during the season. Shaq mm -hmm. injured his toe that one year, mm -hmm. and, and he didn't want to get surgery on it in the offseason. And his response was, I got injured while I was working. I'm going to get a fix while I'm working. So he waited till the end of the offseason to get his toe yeah. fixed. Uh -oh. You know, stuff like that used to really get to Kobe. 
And it wasn't just Shaq. I'm sure it was all the guys, you know? Yeah, I mean, he was an intense guy. He was an intense yeah. guy. He was a perfectionist. You know, then when Gasol came, it seemed like they were fine together. Gasol maybe had the same kind of mindset. I don't know, Paul. Well, but but Kobe, Kobe, Kobe mellowed a little bit. He, he, didn't, he didn't back away in terms of his demand from, from his teammates. But Kobe learned how to deal with people better. And also, yeah. you know, he used to go at Gasol a little differently. You know, if Gasol give a hint of playing soft, which I never thought Gasol was soft mm -mm, because mm -mm. people don't realize in game seven against the Boston Celtics of 2010, Gasol had in game seven, 19 points and 18 rebounds. That's not soft. Mm -mm. Gasol wasn't soft, but Kobe used to go at Gasol. He used to go at Powell and he used to say, you're one of the best players in the world, not just in this league, in the world, because because Powell was a great European player. He was on the, the Spanish Olympic team, the, the Spain national team. And Kobe used to appeal to that about you're not just in the NBA. You represent who you are around the world and you have to play like you're one of the best players in the mm -hmm. world. And he, would, he pushed Powell up. He made Powell a greater player. I think he pushed Powell into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's 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 just it's, the whole thing is, is sad. I remember uh, we were in Vegas and we were shooting, you know, some of our stuff for for old men in sweats. And I mean, it was the I, I the day that it was the day we started, wasn't it? Yeah. The day after that he had the helicopter crash happen. It was really hard to to do things that day. Um, but you know, in some way, we just did it. it kind of like maybe you're channeling well, I, his persistence. And I, try, and I his... try not to think of it too until later. In you know, and the other thing is, I mean, we live there. Like we know, mm -hmm. we know all about yeah. you know the cloud cover and 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 the the fog <laughs> that comes in at those particular areas. And you know, it's yeah. just so tragic that that the accident was basically human error. Just the pilot just made an error, like a, like a, like a terrible error. Yeah. And, and, and we know that, you know, and it, 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 that makes it even more difficult. And then his daughter is with him and those other yeah. people are with him, it, you know, and, and it's not, I mean, there's tragedies all around the world all the time, especially now, yeah. but, but Kobe means something to all of us who love sports. You know, yeah, and, and I think when it's like that, when it's so unexpected, when it's someone that you look up to and someone physically that's in unbelievable shape, that's that's done so well in what they do, and now they're doing other things, you know, in TV film, he was doing things, and it happens so quickly like that, and so suddenly and tragically, well, I, I, again, it really it really makes yeah. you start thinking about your own mortality and, and well, how it's how it's here today, gone tomorrow, yeah. Thing. But the other thing is you're right. That's the other thing you bring up is that I don't ever recall a superstar segueing into his post-career yeah. life with with the with the mm -hmm. grace yeah. of Kobe. He it was seamless. It, and you know, I mean, I'm sure he had some things planned. You know, and he got very involved with his daughter in the girls' basketball, and he yeah. you know hashtag girl dad. You know, he was very involved with that. Obviously, that's where he was headed on that fateful day. But but he he won an Oscar for producing that animated short. It was a great you short. Know, just a couple of years, just a couple of years after he finishes his playing career, he's accepting an Oscar. You know, and yeah, you could say, oh, it was an animated short, like big deal. Uh, you know, listen, if you're winning any kind of award in that industry, yeah. that's a yeah. major accomplishment. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, come on. 
and then and then he was just getting started he had a lot of plans and and the, and you know the way it was so seamless and he was so comfortable who with who he was he made everyone around him just feel comfortable and us as fans watching him go through his you know his post career life in in his new career it, it was so enjoyable for us you know, it's another thing that just crushes us, right? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's just sad all around. And, you know, I mean, we're removed many layers from it. And you can't even imagine like his wife and his, and the other kids and, uh, you know, and the other people like, well, like even Jerry know, West, like Jerry West. Who well, Rob Polinka, Rob Polinka, who's the Laker president now, who, you know, who's done a great job with the Lakers. Rob Polinka was texting him. Well, Kobe was on the flight when he was on that last helicopter flight. He was texting Rob Palinka. Rob Palinka is his best friend, you know, and, and Kobe got Rob that job. Kobe's the one that told yeah. Jeannie, you want Palinka. He can do this. And he sure as hell has proven that he can do it. Everyone, Kobe was close to a lot of people, players, and, you know, everyone in the Laker organization, they're devastated. And the other thing is this, it shows – it shows how much class the Lakers organization has, yeah. which makes me so happy that we're fans of that organization because they've handled it, you know, as well as you can. And they've, they've, they've given so much respect to, to the family and to Kobe's life and, and they make it, you know, front and center. And, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and we have LeBron here now who we love, Yeah, you know, and LeBron has so much class and, the kind of he's the perfect guy to carry take the torch, that take it torch from Kobe and, and carry it into, you know, the, the near future now, which I think he's doing a fantastic job yeah. with. So and, 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 and me and you've been Laker fans since we grew up in New York. So, oh so, and we know there's a, I mean, I got a lot of favorite Lakers and, and the history of the Lakers is, 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 is obviously, you know, it's, it's been written and everyone knows all the, I mean, there's so many players you could just name them like, even if you're not a Laker fan. And so for him to be like, probably my, my favorite, of I mean I I'm going way back like I loved Gail Goodrich, yeah you, you loved Elgin Baylor and Wilt, you were you loved Wilt I loved Wilt you I loved mean Wilt there's so many yeah. guys and and this yeah. guy somehow I don't know what it was but he captured me um, yeah and I try now yeah and I try every yeah it's competitive spirits yeah and I try I'm trying to do that like even you know just in everyday life. And, um, you know, especially during this last year of the pandemic, um, but also in what we're doing here, I just try, I'm trying to channel some type of uh, positiveness and some kind and, and an and a effort and a, and a, and a way to, um, to do things like that, like, like trying to think about what he would do. And I'm trying to do it just on obviously this little minuscule level. Well, you're doing a great job with this, Barry D. I, I'm, trying my drive, I'm trying my best. You're doing a fantastic job with this Old Men and Sweats project. I really appreciate working with you on this. And you've always had that, like, great competitive spirit, too. And I'm glad that it hasn't, you know, waned or ebbed out as you've gotten older. So this is a yeah. lot of fun. I'm enjoying this. And um, So that's, I mean, you know, yeah. we could we could leave it there. I mean, I was going to yeah, tell us. I was going to tell no, a tragic story, but I'm not going to tell a story. Yeah, so I I actually yeah. got to run, so I'm gonna um I'm gonna head out. But another excellent show. All man. right, so so old men of sweats, Barry D and Tommy T. Thanks for watching and listening this week. 
and uh, we'll be back next week. And remember, we won't try harder next time. You got that right, buddy. All right, buddy. Have a good one. I'll, I'll see, see you buddy. soon. I'll talk to you okay. soon. All right. Adios. Adios. Take care, buddy. All right. I'll see you, man. Let's go. Let's go. It's old minute sweat. Old minute sweat. Oh, yeah. Dazzling. Stimulating. And you guys are styling, smiling, profiling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. Tommy T. Tommy T.